Howdy folks, welcome to episode 61 of Do Not Worry. You thought we'd be we'd be gone after 60 episodes. We're, we're still going for one reason or another. Uh, how's it going, guys? How's it going, interns? I'm joined by Newell and Elijah, the show's interns. How's it going, guys? Going fine. How are you? I'm good. We got a pretty heavy episode this week, guys. Some heavy topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about the LGBTQ sort of like ban that's happening in Lebanon. Uh, there was a very serious case of like harassment, the R word, I can't say the full word on YouTube or else we'll get, uh, you know, axed. The Maya's controversy, are Lebanese women oppressed? There's been a whole debate. Did they embarrass Lebanon or did they make us proud on that stage? We're going to talk about that. Uh, abortions are banned in the States. Every, the whole world's going crazy, folks. The world is going crazy. And at the end of the show, we're going to give you guys some more advice. You guys sent us some extra submissions, so we're going to take some time and answer those uh, before we get going, please take a second to like the video, leave a comment. Your engagement is very hashtag engagement. Your engagement is very helpful for a little small channel like ours, so please do that. Subscribe to our Patreon if you want to support this channel. Uh, our patrons help support uh, our interns, who we love so much. Our vlogs, special projects like documentaries and stuff like that. So we really, really appreciate your support, and our Patreon family is growing. We love to see it. Uh, just wanted to take a second to thank some amazing blonde patrons like Michelle Tawil, Enzo. Uh, Karim Baladi, Jad Al Hajj, Darkwing Duck, Firas Abu Fakhir, Ingenious Baboon, Leonardo Sawaya, Mo Hariri, and Meher Krikorian. Thank you so much. And superhero patrons like Mo Kabara, Joe Ghal, Rami Aleme, Daniel Nechle, Joe Ito, Elita Wheel, Rea D. We love you guys so much. We could not do this without you. If you want to support us on Patreon, check out the link in the description. Uh, we love you for it. And you'd be helping us out a lot. Am I forgetting anything? Comic stash! Get your comics from the comic stash! We got DC comics, Marvel comics from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Go get your comics. Uh, we're going to be slashing prices soon, folks. I'm going to be going to the shop and personally deciding which comics to, to put on discount eventually. I've been delaying, all right? I've been very busy. Let's get into the topics. And this isn't really a topic. This is just more of a... We want to recognize sort of something that happened... Um, over the past couple of days, or at least um, it happened a couple of years ago, and, uh, a female by the name of Fatima Fuad very bravely came out on Instagram and uh, described her, her history uh, of the R word. Uh, you guys can guess what it is. It's sexual harassment. I'm sorry for the word trigger warning. I should have said that before. She shared her, her experience from about two years ago. It was a, honestly, it was a harrowing account. I teared up by the end of it when I was reading it. At first, she released it in Arabic. I tried to read it. I kind of struggled. I wasn't getting all the details. Part of me was happy that it was in Arabic and that I couldn't read it. I'm like, I don't know if I want to read that. It, it seemed horrific. Then she put out the English version. I kind of, I was like, you got to read this. You know, she's, if she's brave enough to put it out there, the least you could do is hear her out and, you know, show that respect. And man, it was a harrowing, harrowing story. Uh, the names of the accusers of the um, accused, of the perpetrators of the crime are Aya Mitwali, I think she's an Egyptian singer, and Bashar Sleiman, uh, a Palestinian Jordanian uh, singer. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm mentioning where they're from. Doesn't matter, don't go out and, and hate on, on people. Uh, but uh, it's a very serious crime. Fuck the two of them, fuck Aya and fuck Bashar Sleiman. Um, allegedly, do we have, do, we, do I know for a fact that this happened? No, but do I believe Fatima? Absolutely, I do. I absolutely believe her. Um, we also want to call out uh, Ma'azif. What is Ma'azif exactly? 
هنا معازف their magazine. Their magazine. Yeah, they collaborated مع Baldwin Blitz and like كذا حدا to create an event. Okay. So and Ma'azif like denied the incident. They did for like the past two years. They've been trying to sweep it under the rug. So we're gonna call you guys out on it, Ma'azif. Fuck you guys too. And uh, it was just I don't know, man. It was uh, it was very hard to read. But did you guys read the the account? Yeah, it was like honestly, and just haram, yeah, for her to deal with like in 2019. she held it inside her. I'm so glad she like came out and told the world about this. Who. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a horrible story. Like I read the first version in Arabic. Like reading it, it was so heavy. It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's so unfair. And he for like three years, she like held it inside. Yeah. Him. I, no, just living their lives, partying. Yeah, and how she she lived with this for like two years, like three. Yeah. Um. So it's it's really heavy. Yeah. It's so heavy. It is insane. Uh, Fatima, we don't know you, but I can say that we all love you here and we support you. And there was something weird in the, st- in the story that she shared. Like, apparently there were people and, and like Aya, one of the, the harassers, uh, were telling her, no, you can't accuse Bashar. He's, he's Palestinian. You can't accuse him. As if that has anything to do with it. Like, sure, Palestinian people have suffered. Doesn't mean they can't be pieces of shit sometimes. So that is such a dumb excuse. I don't want to hear that shit. So, um, Fatima, you are so fucking awesome, so fucking brave. We love you. We support you. And uh, yeah, fuck Aya, fuck Bashar, fuck Maazif, fuck anyone who defended these pieces of shit. If you follow them on social media, from which they have, they're completely gone right now. But if you follow them, fucking unfollow them. Let's take just a second to try to lighten the mood uh, from that from that very horrific story. Hairzone LB. Uh, it's, an, it's a TikTok account that I personally don't like. It's extremely cringe. They try very hard. It's this crazy hair salon, barbershop where they do... The guy does like very over-the-top stuff. But there was this thing that I just found completely fascinating. My friend Elias sent it to me. My best friend Elias, love you, Luce, uh, sent this to me. And this is where you, like social media goes too far, I find. So let's watch. He's literally going to visit his sick mom in the hospital. She's in the hospital bed. Like, I don't even think she knows what's going on. And he's begging people for fucking likes and comments. It is just all sorts of insane. <laughs> Okay, I don't mean to be laughing at uh, Salimta for your mom. She looks adorable. She's so sweet. It is just. <laughs> just he is so obnoxious. This is just so absurd. But not like it. Obnoxious. like it. marida. This I I just found it fucking hilarious. Like people will go so far just to get some likes. You know what I mean? Just pity likes. حتى أنا I think it's like stupid what حدا ينزل صوت حدا بالمستشفى like هشفقوا علي أنا ستة بالمستشفى or something this this is like taking it to the next level. وعم بيربحنا جميلة نجيب له بالون like it's just I love this this is horrible it's horrific but like thank you for the entertainment I guess but I just how shameless is you know what I mean so like next time next time a family member is getting chemotherapy just grab the camera you know hey guys our likes so that my mom feels I don't know. 
do you, you know what I mean? Uh, no garlic, no onion. One of, one of the cringiest content creators, I would say, in Lebanon. Um, we love goofing on him. We haven't talked about him in a while. He's blocked me on social media. Ever since I tried to start the foodie wars between Dr. Food, No Garlic, No Onion, and Daddy Foodie. You know, no one really took the bait, except for, I think Daddy Foodie's the only one who kind of took the bait, but then he, he backed off. As soon as I found out that he was going to be a guest on Sedda, and like, look, I'll be honest with you guys, ever since the incident, I haven't been following up with Sedda's episodes on a weekly basis. But I saw No Garlic, No Onion, the cringe lord himself, I've got to watch. And like, when I say cringe, there are two types of cringe. There's good cringe and there's bad cringe. He's like the bad kind of cringe, you know what I mean? He's like the boomer. Like, who watches him except for boomers? Like, does anyone younger than like 40 enjoy No Garlic, No Onion's content? I don't think so. So let's just, he just said something on the podcast. At first, when I saw it, I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about this. I don't know if I want to deal like this. Again, this is nothing against Serdi. This is nothing that Medea or Moain said. I'm strictly going for something that uh, No Garlic, No Onion said. Just to make it clear, guys, okay? Uh, so I was like, do I want to deal with this? Do I want to talk about this? But then I saw some people on social media talking about it. I'm like, fuck yeah, we're going to talk about it. So before I play the video, let me just give a, a little bit of context. He was basically talking about how Lebanese people, if, if you have a glass of water and it's half empty, Lebanese people tend to look at it as a glass half empty instead of glass half full. We're maybe more pessimistic. And he's saying that like, no, Lebanese people should look at the glass half full and be more positive and, and like learn to, you know, make the best out of the bad situation, which I found to be extremely you know, uh, tone deaf and, and just stupid, but let, let's watch him say it. اليوم خسرنا كثير اشياء، خسرنا مصاري اكيد، خسرنا خسرنا شغل، خسرنا كثير اشياء، بس ربحنا، ربحنا ضبطنا على بعضنا، ربحنا العائله، ربحنا وجودنا مع بعضنا، ربحنا اليوم بهذا البلد اللي كيف ما تقشط في حدا حدك، كيف ما ترجع في حدا حدك، بتعرف من يومين كنت هيك بالبيت عم بفكر طلعنا بعدنا انا ومرتي وقالت لي بتعرف اذا انا وجعني راسي وكنت كنت انا عم صور ما كنت بالبيت، وجع راسي كثير دقت الو بيي تعال عندي. سألت لي بتتخيل لو كنا نحن عايشين بفرنسا كنت انا نمت على الارض وحده ما كان حدا طلع فيه عندنا هيك ضوت اللمبه انه ايه نحن هون الو 100 واحد حدك كلنا مع بعضنا في كثير اشي ما بقى بدنا نشوفهم عنا مشاكل اجان بس ليك خلينا نطلع بحياه الكبايه just before you get to the kibaya thing well, first of all if you have a headache in france you get free healthcare because french people get free healthcare unlike here where you can't get into the hospital at all Let's get into the glasses. بس هيك هون دواء في اصلا بالفارماسي بانادول مقطوع بانادول ما بتلاقي بس بايك بيجي لعندك بس بايك بيجي لعندك Speaking of panadol, I think I needed like a panadol or solpadein after half an episode. That motherfucker doesn't shut up. He loves the sound of his voice. He's so fucking in love with himself. Hey, the mama bintah sadah the no garlic and onions. Let's keep going. في حلو في قديش حلوه معبايه؟ ليش كل الناس صارت عم تطلع انه بعد فاضيه؟ كثير حلوه معبايه في كثير عالم عم تطلع لا اه لا فيتكم عبيه للاخر دونك اللي عم بيصير معنا هو هالقد معبه وهالقد فاضي رح نشتغل تنعبيه على الاخر مع بعض ايد بايد شو بك خي معاشك از ورث 50 bucks شو بك زعلان لوك ات جلاس هاف فول اوكي شو بك زعلان this is just fucking insane like okay first of all the dude is very is privileged you know what i mean like the guy yeah, they're sitting in a nice apartment you know what i mean madame wayne do okay for themselves you know so it's like is it really good optics for you, bro, to be sitting there and being like, why are people complaining? Look at it, glass half full. Like, are you like, people can't afford rent, bro. People can't buy bread. It's out of 50 bucks. And this guy's just fucking like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just fucking. It's just like so tone deaf for so like privilege is oozing out of him. Like, 
He gets accused often for like being very tone deaf in a lot of his TikToks. Like, the, I remember once the country was literally burning, and like the next day, and like in the mountains, his content on Jed is like it's so basic. Literally, literally. And I mean, I don't know, like to me, which is what is weird is that I swear, man, look, Moin and I used to work together, we used to spend a bunch of time together. I swear to God, man, I'm sure I've had conversations with Moin. I could swear, man, where like he said that this guy was cringe. Like, I swear, man, two years ago, Moin would have would have not said would have not sat with, for an interview with this guy. That's what I think. I don't know what's happened. Why? Why would you guys bring this guy on as a guest? He's so cringe, man. Like, come on, man. Moin drinks. Remember, buddy? Folks, gayness is under attack in Lebanon. A couple of days ago, the uh, interior minister, So basically, uh, they, this is an official document. Uh, basically, uh, gay people aren't allowed to, to gather in public events and hold gay-themed events that are meant to like raise awareness about gayness or stuff or homosexuality, stuff like that. Is that accurate? Is that what's going on? Okay, so this is Pride Month. Basically, every year, especially because social media, so this is Pride Month. Like Pride-themed events or mm-hmm. LGBT-friendly places. Sure. Okay, so Balashid be fi Sheikh on Facebook. He posted a list of all uh, LGBT events held in in Beirut or Hake. Okay. Uh, he was calling to stop them, but then uh, a video circulated the uh, beach. So okay, we're gonna. So that video, yes, that, th- video. that came out abl al bayin. Yes. Oh, min bad al bayin. I no, hasab ma ino abl al bayin. Okay, so yeah, here's a couple of. Oh, shus mo njnud al rab. They're Christians, hole. The Christians, okay, yeah. So they are tearing down the uh, a, a gay like flower flag in Ashtafiya. The guy's fucking scary though. This guy's done like 10 lines of cocaine, I think. Uh, if I were gay, I would be terrified of these of, of crazy religious uh, uh, personally. Like this shit is fucking scary, bro. It's funny too. But like... Don't Christians seem so sweet and lovable?
Imagine the whole same people who go home and like beat their wife. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like definitely. Of course. Um, different angle. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at them. To me, it's funny. Just a shu shu metasbiin laalam belashrafiye. Like nah, nah, hone belashrafiye. Like shu makin. They have a problem with everything. Muslim hone belashrafiye. Gay la hone belashrafiye. It's like khuroo shweig. I mean, like anna belashrafiye. Man, brainwash goes such a long way. Well, so I mean, as you can tell, gay people. So I mean, so but what has changed? What is different today than two weeks ago? Yeah, and what does this bayin change? Uh, were were gatherings of gay people legal before, or were they always illegal? Now it's just formally illegal in for, in the form of like a. they were always illegal. do gay people have less rights today than they did a week ago? Yeah, it's more like enforced. It's more enforced. So they're in yeah, the, the the rights that they were kind of turning a blind eye to a while ago. Now they're like, "Fuck you, we're gonna go for the gay people." Okay, and and look, that happens everywhere in politics. Like in the states, every time Wadal Balad isn't doing well, like Republicans will point to, "Look at the Mexicans, they're taking your jobs. It's the illegal immigrants," and then it distracts everybody. Like, don't look at what we're doing. Look over there. Uh, now the same thing is happening in the states with the trans community. Everyone is for some reason going after the trans community in the states. Don't look at us. Look at these trans people. What are we gonna do? Don't look at us, we're a shitty government. Look, two guys are kissing. Ew, gay people. Look at them. It's just a technique to distract, deflect, you know. Uh, and when people, it works with like, not to say dumber people, but some people who are less educated, people who, who are really stressed, who stress financially, they're already, they have it. I'm not trying to create excuses for them. Some of them are just bigoted assholes. But some of them come in at the societal pressures, who work, who finance, who build on Bihar. And if they're clinging on to religion, like, fuck, the gays are taking over. Like, my body, man, they're fucking going crazy. Uh, so they, people are easily manipulated. Look over here. Now everyone's talking about this instead of focusing on, you know, the real enemy. These guys, instead of being out in the streets threatening politicians for what they did to us, they're out threatening gay people who have done nothing to hurt anyone. So this happens. This is very unfortunate. Much love to our gay brothers and sisters. We love you guys. You know this is a safe space. And them saying that kids are getting kidnapped, that's a... People always try to dehumanize gay people by associated by associating homosexuality with like pedophilia and stuff and like it's, it's just it's it's nonsense. It's old these are the oldest tricks in the book. They don't really work anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe with boomers on Facebook they do, but no. We can see right through that stuff. Hey guys, this is Anthony from the future. Look, there's this one thing that we forgot to mention on the podcast that I really wanted to talk about, but that I kind of overlooked. Masters Chips is literally removing a rainbow from a fox's t-shirt that they have on one of their chips because you know they don't want people to associate them with like uh, the lgbtq movement so literally not even a cartoon fox on a bag of chips is safe from the wrath of the um of like the homophobes so you know grab your bags of snackers now before they sell out and try to sell them later on ebay because the the ones with the rainbow on the t-shirt are going to go for a lot of money i'm telling you this is fucking insane the main topic for today's episode folks last week like the day after we shot our episode the mayas or the mayas the the mayas okay let's just call them the mayas they took over the world folks the lebanese dance troupe went on america's got talent one of the most popular reality shows in the world and uh, they went completely viral. They blew up. They, they did a, an audition. It went viral. They got the golden buzzer by uh, Sofia Vergara. At first, everyone was proud. 
Lebanon, every Instagram story of mine, every, everyone I saw, like, was like, yeah, resharing their performance, sharing the moment where they won the buzzer and all of that, and it was beautiful. Then, as things often do, it turned into a controversy on Twitter. Uh, people took, so we're gonna, we can't show you the clip because America's Got Talent is gonna, like, copyright the shit out of the video, so we're gonna try to show you snippets here and there, but I wanna read you guys the the speech that one of the perform that the performers basically gave on stage after they won. Now, just for the record, I thought their performance was beautiful. I was fucking mesmerized. Yeah, they deserve every bit of credit that they're getting. These women are fantastic. Turns out I followed one of them. I had no idea she's one of the performers. Um, amazing, amazing. I was, I was like, I'm not trying to be like a cool guy. It wasn't even that cool of a performance. It was fucking great. They were amazing. You guys deserve the shit out of everything you're getting, I hope. They get all the success in the world. You ladies are amazing. Once, once they, they announce that they got the golden buzzer, they get them on stage and they have a little speech. Sophia asks them, so tell me, where are you from? What's it like in Lebanon? So she's like, Lebanon is a very beautiful country, but we live a daily struggle. Unfortunately, being a dancer as a female Arab is not fully supported yet. Us being here, standing on the biggest stage of the world is our only chance to prove to the world what Arab women can do, the art we can create, the fights we fight our only chance to prove to the world what Arab women can do this text created a lot of controversy because a lot of people got mad like why are you getting on stage on one of the biggest shows on earth and representing Lebanese women as oppressed women they're not oppressed Lebanese women aren't oppressed and it was a lot of dudes basically getting on Twitter for the most part men uh, being angry about this being like wow they're embarrassing us so let's read a few of these tweets we're gonna read tweet tweets that are pro and against um, so this was this was the tweet that like kind of broke the internet and went uh, super viral. Main tweet. Yeah, this is the main one. So one in Lebanon, women do not veil their faces. Two, we don't need to struggle for the right to dance as they imply. Three, Lebanese women are not oppressed. Four, Lebanon in no way represents Arab culture. Five, girls called Joanna, Nicole, etc., are not Arabs. Six, Lebanon is exhausted. Stop humiliating it. And that is Amin Bar Julius Iskander. So that tweet then got quote-tweeted a billion times. So let's read, we're gonna read quote-tweets for and against. Huda says, On today's episode of Arab Men Speaking on Behalf of Women, if you don't want Lebanon to be humiliated, then you should tackle the problem at its roots and treat women better instead of denying the struggles you are a part of. And now in all caps, oh, and protect the Maya's dance crew at all costs. Another tweet by Jamul at iHeartJamul. Undermining the struggles of Lebanese women that interconnects with struggles universally to push an imaginary ideal that does not exist beyond your ideolo ideological lenses is nothing but pathetic and disgusting. Jamul's upset. One, face veil in dance choreography is for the delayed line. Two, dancer is still portrayed negatively. Women are oppressed by law, culture, and religion. Lebanon is a mix of cultures, Arab included. Funny coming from someone named Amin. So this guy is making fun of Amin. Marie Ann says, My brother in Christ, I could rip my fucking vagina in half by pushing a whole person out of it and still not be able to give it the Lebanese nationality. So most people aren't happy with Julius, folks. And look, uh, before I give, let me read my, let me give you guys my take. This debate is so cringe. Two things can be true at the same time. Lebanese women are oppressed and reality TV is all about sensationalism. They love a good sob story. Dead parent, cancer survivor. Here, they went with oppressed women because it makes white people feel better. That was my tweet. That is the only correct take out of all of these folks. And let me add to that, that I worked in reality television for four years. So I have a lot of experience behind the scenes. I know how these reality shows work. I know what goes on behind the scenes. So I can give you guys a lot of insight. And like I said, two things can be true at the same time. Yes, 
Arab women are oppressed. Lebanese women are oppressed. Are they as oppressed as women in other Arab countries? No, they're not. Uh, maybe not all of them. Uh, but for the most part, it's a little bit better over here. You know what I mean? But still, but like these people are saying, you know, a Lebanese woman can't give her nationality to her, to her son, to her kids. Um, there's still like weird laws where you can marry underage girls and shit in some parts of the country. Like there's some, there's some messed up shit that goes on here. Okay, we barely have any women in parliament, etc. I'm sure there's a bunch of pay discrepancy. Women are oppressed, absolutely. To go on stage and make it seem like that's the biggest problem with Lebanon is that women can't dance. And at one point after she says, which, which kind of made me laugh, she says, unfortunately being a dancer as a female Arab is not fully supported yet. Then like the person who's talking like, kind of pauses to kind of cry or something. As a female Arab uh, is... It's just kind of funny. Hello, again, I can tell you guys. So uh, being someone who's in reality TV, when you watch the clip, you can tell that they cut the clip. One person is saying, Lebanon is a very beautiful country, but we live a daily struggle. It was cut there. Lebanon is a very beautiful country, yeah. but we live a daily struggle. But unfortunately, being a dancer as a female Arab... So I'm sure she talked about the bomb, August 4th, economic crisis and all of that. Guess what the producers on America's Got Talent were like, cut that shit out, it's boring. Focus on the oppressed shit. So if this is what people are upset about, like they should have used that opportunity to raise awareness about all the struggles we're having in Lebanon, etc., etc., and they didn't do that. Well, folks, I'm sure they did, but they cut it out. And they're also coached. You think like they practice the dance on that stage. They just do it without the judges seeing it. They're coached on what to say, on what not to say. And like I said, reality TV, they always love a sob story. When you're casting and you're looking for contestants to join a TV show, the first thing you ask them is like, what's your story? Uh, you try to find out about like, do they have a sick relative? Does someone not support you? Hmm. You try to find a storyline so that, you know, you follow that storyline and you make it emotional and stuff like that. Last time I'm back in my friend and he was like, he was like, why didn't they mention the electricity or something? It looks cut and edited, so maybe they did. We can't hold them accountable for this. Well, regarding Hadik tweet, most women don't get veiled. Hadik is part of oriental dancing tradition. They're not technically veiled, their bellies are showing. It's just like. Yeah, I don't know. Economical situation, like okay, hack you know what's gonna happen. Ukaman, Banat, Nicole, Jesse, or whatever, they are Arabs, you know. Yeah, a lot of Arab, you know. What's funny about this is that uh, they've actually been like they're, they're up there talking about how they're like they're oppressed and they can't dance in the Middle East. First of all, we had a pole dancing competition in Lebanon just a few weeks ago, so you can dance in Lebanon, you can dance on a pole too. And they've been on Arabs Got Talent and they've won Arabs Got Talent. Not only that, they've been on Britain's Got Talent and they got very far in Britain's Got Talent. So I think they just do this shtick every time. Like, we're so oppressed, we can't dance. You ladies are great. I'm not taking anything away from you. I know it's the pressures of reality TV. You have to do it. But like, it's just funny that like, and Simon Cowell has already seen them. So you told me that, right? Like, Emma, I'm not there to Britain's got talent. I'm like, Simon Honig, what America's got talent? Buying cannot all matter, be shuffle. I was like, wait, what? Since when can anyone go on America's got talent? I thought it was for like Americans or like if it is like. No, Hayala show heck the voice kill So now anyone can from anywhere in the world? Yep, yep. Well, cool. I mean, that that's let us know what you guys think of the comments. Do you think Lebanese women are oppressed? I think they are, but I also think they're not that oppressed. And I also definitely agree that the show took the let's just 
use the oppressed storyline. Let's just get the people's let let them let let's get the people sad. White people love to feel good about themselves, so so uh, looking at a bunch of like sad Arab girls saying that they're oppressed makes white people feel better about themselves. It's just that's just the way to go. Congrats, Mayas. And a funny thing that happened is everyone, all brands like jumped on the bandwagon and did like these super cringe ads. Like here you have, like you made Lebanon proud. Like a bunch of submarine sandwiches. Like habit la nefes I'm sorry. These are all real, right? This is disgusting. We have uh, a water company, uh, Mayas, Lebanese dance crew. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck. The chopsticks, Shuhaida. Ice cream, a bunch of ice creams. Uh, this was probably the worst. This one and the submarines. Malikato, a sandwich and French fries behind it. Another one, not Shura Spoon and Almaza. Almaza might have been the first one. But anyways, uh, they'll, they'll take any opportunity to, to be cringe. So, yeah. Speaking of oppression, women in the States can no longer get abortions. Uh, we don't really, we don't talk about American news very often, but so no, I'm an American citizen. All right, I'm an American. I got a Bernie Sanders right there. I got my George Mason University t-shirt, folks. So I got to cover the big, big pieces of news. And we're talking about, you know, what's happening to gay people here. Uh, 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 you know, are Lebanese women oppressed because they can't dance? Well, women can't get abortions in the States anymore. Roe v. Wade. Uh, was overturned, so a whole bunch of states, like maybe 25 or something states, have now made abortion illegal after a certain amount of weeks, like two weeks, six weeks, 15 weeks, whatever it is. Uh, some states, it's, you can still get abortions in some states. It's just crazy. It's just crazy that this is happening. Uh, to see the states going backwards, like, you know, you'd see this, you'd think this would happen in other countries. Like, it, guys, no, no woman is happy to get an abortion. You know what I mean? It's like a horrible thing that people have to go through. It's a horrible, difficult decision that they have to make, but it's, 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 it's nice for them to have the choice to do it. It's like there's, I'm not here to fucking, you guys know, okay. I'm not here to, I'm, I'm not an abortion e expert, but like there's, you know, you're a woman, say something, no. <laughs> Stopping abortion, making it illegal doesn't stop abortion. It just makes it unsafe. Mm -hmm. And other people, you know, people who want an abortion are going to do it like behind the doors. Exactly. So it's stupid. And it's just going to affect underprivileged people, poor people, minorities, black women, Hispanic women, uh, people, women that can't afford to travel to another state to get abortions. And you know who's not going to be affected? Rich white women who can travel wherever they want to get an abortion. So it's just really fucked up. And a lot of the, the Republicans who voted to overturn this have paid for other women to get abortions before they use plan B pills on the regular. Yeah, and it, it's, it's just hypocrisy. It's just a way to punish women. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you want to get out there and have sex with other men? Or are you going to carry a fucking baby around as a punishment? Like, this is literally a war on women. That's how I see it. This is Christian fundamentalism. Just like it's happening with the, with the gay situation here with these fucking crazy Christians out there. Like, this is God's war. It's just crazy how backwards we're going, like... Like, I just know, you know, if you had that, it's gonna comment and like, abortion, fuck you, fuck you. And then you're commenting, fuck you. And if you're commenting like against gay people, come in and please fuck you and unsubscribe, all that good shit. Us and I'll, I'll remove you from the channel. Very, it's very easy to do and I enjoy doing that. Folks, last week we uh, did a special episode where we took your anonymous submissions and gave you advice. Well, we got more submissions this week and we're going to give you guys uh, some more advice. We got some fun ones picked out. Now, we got we got a lot of submissions. I'm sorry, we only picked like three of them because a lot of them are very broad. Please, when you send questions, make them like, hey, I'm 19 and, and I don't know what to do with my life. Like, give, me, give us a bit more details or like, I don't know what job to do. Are you in college? Are you like, give us a bit more to work with to give you guys better advice. Okay, so. We're gonna start with I don't love her, but I kind of miss being around her. I also don't like how she treats me, 
but she's pretty. It's complicated. I want the intern's advice. It's funny you want the interns because I've been in a situation just like yours, buddy, but we'll let, we'll let the intern start you off. This is what's so funny. Like, I don't like how she treats me. But <laughs> she's pretty. <laughs> I know, like, fee balance. <laughs> like, looks aren't everything. If she treats you like shit, you should have some self-respect and dignity. And obviously, yeah, like, bad Anna. You said that you don't love her. <laughs> like, you miss the feeling. You can find that somewhere else. But guys, she's pretty. <laughs> right, their, their advice was useless. Let me give you some advice. Well, it's my show, baby. So let me give you because I've been in this situation like this. A number of years ago, I was in a relationship with someone who probably wasn't very healthy for me. And I was, I don't know why we stayed together as long as we did, but part of it was I was extremely physically attracted to her. And our physical relationship was fucking bomb. I loved it. It was great. It's kind of addictive. So, did I actually love her? I don't know. I think I loved like the idea of her, but we didn't have a very healthy relationship and I don't think she treated me all that great to be honest with you. So it's something that I should have gotten out of much sooner, but I stuck around because she was pretty. <laughs> she pretty, she was hot and I was like, damn, and I don't know, man. It was different, it was, it was weird. There was obviously more there, it's more complicated, but so no, I, I know what you mean. But yeah, I mean, if she doesn't treat you well, you know, get away from it because uh, it's never going to end well what i tell you with my my thing didn't end very well you, I, I ended up being kind of upset and maybe a tad heartbroken making love isn't everything there are more things there are more things than that in life so yep hope hope that helps buddy i've been with my girlfriend for more than a year now and i get the seasonal urge to break up with her is that normal p.s i love her and all that but sometimes i feel like i'm not into the relationship as much as she is who wants to take that a crack at that one first? No. Why? Okay. Um. And is that you have that? Heck uh, That that voice on Bidali Elakek. It's probably gonna stay, and it's not gonna go away. Like, like I, know I have a saying: if a part of you wants to break up, you know you should break up. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it is normal, I would say, but it's normal when you're kind of bored in a relationship. If you're a little bit bored and you're kind of your eyes are wandering elsewhere then yes, it is normal. Just get out of the relationship or try to do something to spice it up or something. You know what I mean? Because clearly the way it's going right now isn't working for you at least. It's working for her, not working for you. So either do something to spice it up or break up with her or, you know, figure it out. Finally, I'm not interested in Lebanese politics anymore, but I follow people that dedicate their life to a better Lebanon. Should I feel like a third party to my country? Am I not patriotic? No, I think that's stupid, man. Uh, and the people you follow... If it's on social media that dedicate their lives, most of these people are fucking bullshitters, okay? Most of the people that came out of the Thawra, like, Nahna, Nahna influences the Thawra, Al-Qaedina Thawra, most of them are either affiliated with people, or with politicians, or Syrian, or half of the NGOs, who has the motivation, bro, in a country like Lebanon that beats you down constantly, who has the power and the energy and the resolve to constantly stand up and face this shit, unless you're, like, rich and can afford it, and you're doing it for, like... An image thing, you know what I mean? So, no, you are patriotic, bro. So, uh, be thankful that you're strong enough to still fucking be standing here and that you, you, you've survived. That's what I say. How about you guys? Oh, you're not patriotic, no. So what? You don't have to have that sense of belonging. Is that you don't, so... Yeah, well, Lebanese politics, dude, are so overwhelming. The bitabo, bi'erfo, bila'on, nefes... Uh, it's the same shit all the time. 
let's just hope it gets better, but don't, don't feel any guilt, man. If you guys want to send us some, some anonymous submissions, check out the link in the description below. Uh, we'd love to give you guys some advice next week, so uh, do that. And folks, that is it for our show. I've been your host, Anthony, joined by the interns, Newell and Elijah. Please take a second to like the video. Leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, become a Do Not Warrior, folks. Uh, we're going to be dropping a vlog next week. Uh, we went, uh, we got some cheesecake at Kauai. We got some sausages at Daskuche. We walked around Madam Chayil. It's, it's, it's a good vlog, so look for that on Tuesday. We're also dropping a Patreon-only video, the Q&A, these couple days. Folks, let me thank a couple of patrons. Jessica Jalou, Nicolas Malouf, Karim Baladi, Heather Jabber, Jad Sabr, Sarah M, Karim Haber, Yusuf Salah. Thank you so much. And superhero patrons like Jessica Ann, Danny Karam, Rami Alim, Muhammad Haytham. Mocha Bada, Fadi Mukarizil, Raya D, Nadine Najla, we love you guys, we couldn't do this without you. God bless everybody, our gay brothers and sisters, our oppressed women, uh, women who can't get abortions, the trans community, we love you all. Times have been tough, but uh, the world will get up together. Do not worry, we'll rise up to the world. Fuck it, fuck it.